In a land where snow reigns supreme, where the beaver is a national treasure, the loony, a bird, is on our money, comes the story of a man, not just one man, but two men, because they are friends, and they've known each other for a long, long time. They've known each other longer than the number of subscribers that subscribe right now. And that's a billion. They've decided to embark on a journey to ramble on the internet. One man, he is the host. He is so full of himself, he does his own introductions into the podcast. The other one is Neil, his best friend. He probably flew down from the mountains of Olympus himself just like Hercules with a magic ring, but he knows how to influence the Matrix. That's why he is Neo. Yes, he is Neo, but they have one thing in common. They are both obsessed with boobs. Yes, boobs. They're like boobies. Big round ones, little perky ones. Big round ones are good too. And then they both like cock, but yes, only because they have Roosters, you know, cock-a-doodle-doo, that's the kind of roosters that they like, that's the kind of cock that they like, but I can tell you something right now, coming to your ears, right now, in your ears, the best podcast that has never been downloaded on the internet by a billion people, comes the story, the legend, the man, the apoc, the neo, this is... The Rambling Canadian. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, it's James here uh, for the Rambling Canadian podcast. <sighs> Riding this one solo. Can't say it any other way. Uh, last week we missed the podcast uh, because of uh, a little bit of a power outage here in where I live. So, um, yeah. So I'm riding this one solo, and uh, I got a sp- I got a review. This is what I'm gonna do today. I have a review. I watched. X-Men First Class, and uh, I'll let you know when I get into the review, that way there, if you have not seen it yet, you can uh, actually uh, stop it, if you don't want to hear spoilers, so this is a spoiler-filled podcast, Um, but, you know, alas, there are other things that we can talk about, like, uh, the guy from the States who shows his wiener, uh, last name wiener, it's ironic, who cares? Not really important. Um, we could talk about Matt Stevens, and I think that's what I, I, what I will do since his music is underneath. And, uh, you know, you can go buy this guy's music. He's got great music. Um, the guy is so awesome with the guitar. I wish I could play the guitar like that. Um, check out mattstevensguitar.com and um, go there. Check out all his albums and uh, go buy his stuff. I mean, the guy really works hard and uh he's looking to bring you the best music uh that you might never hear and uh, unless you come by his music you won't 
So MattStevensGuitar.com. Uh, he's on Twitter as well, and I forget his Twitter handle at the moment. Sorry, Matt. Pretty sure it's Matt Stevens Guitar, but I could be wrong, which I might be. And uh, the only way I can check. Wait, let me check. I'll check because he he messaged me last on Twitter because we were talking about one of my favorite bands, um, the Foo Fighters. And uh, I kind of thought he was making fun of them, and uh, it turns out he wasn't. Um, so, sorry about that, Matt. But, let's see. Uh, oh, da -da -da -da. That's how quick it is. Oh, Matt Stevens Loop. That's what it is. And uh, you can check him out on Twitter. Um, follow him, and he'll give you uh, links to all his stuff, music, and everything. So... You know what's important these days? This is what's important. Like, if I wanted to follow someone, like, uh, I'm going to follow, like, I'm following Matt and I'm following other people. Um, it's so important in this world where everything is crazy and people promote themselves. I promote myself to an extent, maybe not as much as I could. Um, still trying to bring you a product that uh, you will enjoy and laugh at. So, once I get to that point, I, well, maybe I should just do it anyways, but you have to promote yourself. It's all about promotion. you got to put it out there as much as possible. People see it. For some reason, I have 118 Twitter followers. Okay, I'm not that great. Most of them might be porn bots, but who cares? That is not the point. The point is, if they were, are real people, I have 118 followers that can see what I post and when I post it. Now, I put up ramblingcanadian.net. Uh, post when I do the post uh, it goes up it automatically shows up in Twitter and says that I did a post now great uh, I go back every once in a while and update that post great but I still get about the same numbers so I'm not trying to make money off of the Ramblin Canadian nor will I ever that is I mean it doesn't cost anything to run what I run doesn't cost me anything to do what I do other than my web URL and that is it so I'm not looking to make money I just want people to hear me I just want people to listen so as far as the marketing aspect of it all I have to market myself in a way that is attractive attractive to other people so that being said this guy Matt does that uh, there are others out there that do that. Uh, Nick Tan does it very well. Um, probably the best that I've seen so far are the people that I actually do know. Unless you're a major celebrity and you have millions of dollars and all this kind of stuff. Like if you're like, like for instance, there's Nick Tan. He's doing his thing. He's rocking his boat. He's, he, you know, he's selling his music. He's making his music. He's promoting himself. He's his own digital pimp. Okay, so then you go and you see somebody else, sort of like a Kevin Smith, who um, has now his own radio station uh, the, on the internet. He's got his podcasts galore. The guy loves to talk. He's funny. Um, he doesn't really have to market himself too much, but he still does. Excuse me. And um, he just finished his movie Red State not too long ago he went on a, 
North American tour. Well, I should say I shouldn't say North American tour because he hasn't gone to Canada yet. But um, he went on the United States tour, and this guy totally rocked uh, he, he, all his costs. So when he goes to release uh, Red State in October of this year, he's like making profit. He's making bank. I mean, maybe not all of it is profit. Maybe I don't know exactly what his financials are, but the guy basically marketed it himself. And now he's done even better than that. He's like, I'll read your ads. You tell me. If I really wanted, I could spend $200 or whatever it is. Maybe it's going to be more soon. But I could send him an ad and say, listen to ramblingcane.net. And sure, it might spike for a while. And maybe it won't. Maybe it would just go up and stay up. But the point is, I have to market myself. I'm not a Kevin Smith. I'm not even a Nick Tan yet. I'm not even a Matt Stevens yet. I'm just APOC. So I have to get to a point where I'm about parallel with Nick Tan. Because after all, he is my podcast godfather. So that being said, uh, we're going to get into the meat, into the... What makes oh this podcast so good? I'm going to review X-Men First Class after these messages. I listen to podcasts. Why anything uh, in particular? Yeah, I listen to Is This Thing On? Uh, what's that? Is This Thing On is an awesome podcast that a friend of mine puts together over in the UK. It's all independent music artists. It's a, features. It's all. Oh, it's so awesome. It's probably the best podcast on the internet right now. Awesome. Well, I think you're, um, you're talking about Nick Tan, right? Yeah, Nick Tan. Nick Tan. You can find him on Twitter if you want. Okay. How do I find him on Twitter? You go to Twitter and you type in Nick underscore Tan. Wow. That's double N though, not the so like double N I C K? No, N I C K underscore T A N N. Okay. Yeah. He's the music man. He's the music man. Nick Tan's the music man. Awesome. Check it out. And we're back. So, if you don't want to hear anything about X Men First Class. I suggest, unfortunately for me, that this is the last time you hear my voice today. You just stop the podcast and uh, wait until you see it. <sighs> so, because this is going to be filled with spoilers. Sure, I know it's only been a week, but I know also that not everyone has seen this movie. And what a movie it is. I seen it last night, so uh, January, uh, January, <laughs> June 10th. Uh, 2011 and uh, X-Men First Class I wasn't sure what to expect from it there was a few things online that I had seen and um, just like uh, pictures and I I didn't even know uh, like I didn't want to read up too much about it, it kind of came out of the blue at me at first okay, it was like they're making X-Men again, they're making X-Men First Class, Uh, Xavier's a young fellow, Magneto's Magneto, Magneto's a young fellow, Um, you know probably about my age that I am now 32 and uh, or so and uh, everyone is uh, young and there's uh, different uh, heroes and villains in it and uh, anyhow the 
point of this is to tell you how awesome this movie is. I did not know that Kevin Bacon was in this movie, and that surprised me. So, the very part, first part of the movie that starts off is kind of like Magneto's backstory. And we've seen it before in X-Men, um, X-Men, the first one. And uh, they recreated the whole scene where uh, Magneto gets separated from his uh, mother and father. And then he uh, starts freaking out and starts using his powers and is trying to get to his mom. And the gate starts bending and then he gets hit in the face and by the guard. And then uh, he falls to the ground. Um, so the re- I, at first I was like, oh, they're using the same scene, but maybe I guess they don't have the rights to it, so they had to recreate it. And then you see a very ominous hand uh, in a window pushing apart uh, the curtains, and he sees what's going on. And that's all you see for the very first part of that movie. And then you see uh, a young uh, Charles Xavier who um, is uh, supposed to be sleeping uh, and he hears some noise downstairs and uh, basically he goes downstairs and he sees his mom and uh, she's like, go to bed, you should be sleeping and blah, 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 blah. And um, then she says, uh, you know, just, just go to, I'll make you some hot chocolate. And right away he starts using his powers and he's like, who are you? You know, my mom's never uh, spent a day in the kitchen. She never comes near here. She always gets the maid to do stuff. Who are you? And that's when you first see Mystique. So Mystique starts out with uh, Xavier in this series, which is kind of neat because you, you kind of get a sense um, to see that... Uh, uh, I, I'll get into that later. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see Charles kind of evolve um, from being a, a playboy, which he is. He's in the bars and he's using one-liners and he's all doing kinds of things. And when he's older, and Mystique is with him, and she starts uh, a little bit of trouble, and he gets upset at her, and uh, basically, you know, he says, "You can hide. Like you don't have to worry about." you know, not hiding yourself, where she's actually blue, and, you know, she, how she looks, she actually has to hide because of her, she actually hides because of her powers, and you can tell that there's a little bit of, um, uh, controlling issues there, just like you see later on in the X-Men, where he, he's controlled the Phoenix, and, uh, apparently has controlled, uh, Wolverine from the beast that he is, and to the man that he is, and, uh, there, there's some hinting at that later on, but you kind of see it early on, when he does that to Mystique, and what he's, what he's done to her, and, uh, what he's, uh, controlled his powers. Now, you always see Professor X as some kind of fatherly figure and like uh, fighting for good and stuff but uh there's there's kind of a dark side to this guy he's he he wants to control everything every situation he does he's trying to hide who he is he's trying to hide what he's doing he's he's on the he's on the he's hiding everything so uh you know whereas magneto someone like magneto um who in this movie oh my god uh i have to check up the actors names and all that stuff because uh magneto in this movie um is absolutely bad ass 100 percent uh he made me think that any other villain can't match um the guy who played this i'll get his name in a second here um 
the guy who played this made me think that Magneto was so badass that not even, and I'm a Star Wars fan, that not even Darth Vader would mess with this guy. It was, um, it was insane, man. Uh, he, the, the second time that you see, and it all builds up, the second time that you see Magneto, he's in an office with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is a German officer. He's trying to get Magneto to use his powers. Who this is Eric at the time? His name is Eric. You just call him Eric, right? Trying to get him to use his powers. He has a Nazi coin on the desk. He's trying to get him to use it, and um, and uh, he's trying to get him to move it and all that stuff, and he can't move it. And uh, so then he brings in his mom, and uh, so he brings in his mom, and he says, "Okay." He's like, I want you to move the coin. And you have three seconds to move the coin. Um, or I'm going to shoot your mom. Or he just says, I'm going to shoot. And uh, so he has the gun trained on uh, on Eric at first. And he points the gun at his mom. And uh, so he starts counting down. And Eric's trying really hard to move that coin. Can't move it. Can't move it. Can't move it. So then finally... Kevin Bacon gets down to one and then he shoots his mom and then the anger and the force from the kid just comes right out he starts crushing everything that's metal in the room there's some guards with uh, there's some guards with um, metal uh, with their German helmets on he starts crushing those and the guys die it's it's pretty um, it's pretty insane so what's the guy's name Michael Fassbender playing Magneto when he's older. Um, oh, God. My wife even, like, she went and saw it with me last night. My wife was like, Magneto is badass. I'm like, fuck, yes, he is. He was badass. Um, so, at that point, uh, he's a little bit older. Uh, no, he's the same age as when he's younger because it kind of flashed between the the kitchen scene with Xavier and then going back to Magneto then present day flirting in a bar and then um, just going on sorry for being all over the place it's hard to follow (laughs) anyhow uh, there's some new characters that are um, that are in here Um, obviously uh, Jennifer Lawrence before I say anything about her let's just make sure wow that is young. 1990. 90, 90, 90, 2011. I don't really know how old that is. How old is that? 21? Yeah, 21. So she's 21. She played Mystique really good, and for a split second, like she's like changing forms. Uh, she's kind of cute. That's why I wanted to check her age. I didn't want to say she was cute and she'd be like 16 or something or whatever. Because I got kids that age, and. Uh, Anyhow, Jennifer Lawrence, she goes, she's uh, Mystique, and she she changes, and uh, she comes back and forth, and um, then uh, you get the sense where she's struggling, and you see Magneto kind of uh, pull out uh, his his like you're beautiful, don't don't hide who you are, and you figure that would be the whole point. If you were a mutant, you'd figure that would be the whole point. And like, whereas 
Xavier's like, you can hide, you, you don't have to let people know, we can be secretive, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that uh, Xavier's a good guy, you're supposed to root for him, but on the other hand, uh, Magneto's badass, and, uh, but he's, his views are like, you know what, people are, people are gonna judge us, and, because we're different, and when you look at it from that point of view, I'm not gonna get all political here, but really, when you look at it from that point of view, humans are really like that, if there really was mutants, we'd be freaking out, we'd be, I don't think we'd be as calm and cool and collected as we would be, I'm pretty sure, out of any kind of superheroes kind of stuff that goes on, it would be more like X-Men. And that is true. That is true. Um, anyhow, there's uh, uh, let's see, Oliver Platt's in the movie for a few minutes. Um, there's a guy called Az- Azaziel, and he's like a devil kind of guy. He's a bad guy. He's with Kevin Bacon. He's like a really awesome fighter um oh yeah emma frost played by january jones that's pretty hot uh she's pretty hot uh seeing emma frost was really cool because emma frost can turn into diamonds the hardest substance on the earth and uh you know also she's a telepath and all that kind of stuff and so anyhow she's she turns into diamonds a couple times uh in the movie and uh and uh she um really played the part very well I hope they make another one because I I can't see that like why they wouldn't um let's see what else is here um, well it jogs my memory even though I seen it last night but I'm a little bit tired this morning um there was one person I wanted to see and uh I can't find it right now uh, hmm Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, anyhow, you see how Xavier meets Moira McTaggart. You see how they become friends. She's an ex-CIA uh, agent, uh, I guess, later on. But she works for the CIA along with... And uh, originally what happened is... Uh, the CIA... Charles and Raven... Uh, go into who's Mystique obviously go into CIA headquarters to talk genetics uh, because um, Moira goes undercover and she sees Emma Frost and some of the other uh, mutants and stuff like that and she sees what happens to this general and he gets transported by uh, Azaziel like 300,000 or 300,000 300,000 kilometers uh, miles away from where she said he was and he's at a meeting about trying to put nukes in Turkey uh, just in case Russia does anything and uh her chief is like uh, saying you're insane and blah 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 blah. Don't call me, you know. We're trying to avoid World War Three here, and uh, so anyhow, she goes to Charles to try. He just gets his uh, finally his doctorate or whatever, becomes uh, you know uh, a doctor of human genetics. So he becomes professor at. Uh, Xavier, obviously, Professor X later on, but, um, he gets his, uh, doctorate, and she ends up going to talk to him, and then he goes with Mystique to the CIA headquarters, and he starts, he tells them the whole X-Gene stuff, and 
you know, explains to them what's going on, and they're like, we don't believe it, we don't believe that any of this is true, you're wasting our time, so then, um, Xavier starts, uh, telling them their thoughts and stuff, so they're like, a little bit, not really spooked, but they're like, oh, there's some magic trick, so then, all of a sudden, Mystique stands up, and she changes into her blue form, and then she cha- or no, she changes into one of the guys there, then she changes into her blue form, then they start kind of getting uh, a little freaked out, because they've just seen a mutant uh, for the first time that has been public with them, and uh, so then they're like, uh, we can't let them go, and so they try to hold them or whatever, and uh you see, uh, what's his name there? Uh, I said his name a few minutes ago. Sorry about this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oliver Platt's character, um, he's a man in black suit. He doesn't even have a name, just a man in black suit. He goes and takes the whole team to, uh, a secret headquarters to go find, um, Magneto. Not Magneto, sorry. Um, the, to go find, uh, Kevin Bacon's character, who is called Sebastian Shaw. And, uh, he, n- now, it's, it's fast-forwarded, like, you know, because they were young kids, uh, probably, like, 20 years later, they're probably, like, in their 30s, like I'm saying, so, but Kevin Bacon doesn't age, that's true, Kevin Bacon really doesn't age, in real life, either, he still looks the same like he did in, uh, in, uh, Footloose, he's still dancing around, you know, da 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 anyhow, no, uh, Kevin Bacon's character in here doesn't age, it turns out that he's a mutant, and he can absorb, uh, energy, and he could use that energy, um, against anyone, and he could just touch you with a slight touch, and you've been Baconized, no, and you... It'll just, like, if he, 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 there's this, uh, the first time you see him use his powers is on boat with the general. The general's like, I want my money or I'm gonna pull this pin. So Kevin Bacon's like, you're not gonna pull this pin. You know, I'm Kevin Bacon. You can't kill me. Um, so anyhow, Kevin goes, I'll pull it though. So he pulls it and no one's moving. Like, if it was me, I'd be diving off the deck. But then you just see it explode and he like contains it and he brings it all down and then he absorbs it and he tells the guy the cool thing about me is that I absorb the power and I can release it if I want and he touches the general general goes boom it blows up pretty new pretty cool and uh so this is where we get uh interesting okay so then uh yeah, they're trying to find him. Sorry, I'm getting off track again. They're trying to find Sebastian Shaw because he uh, he is a person of interest because of the investigation by Moira and the general and all that stuff. So Charles uh, uses his powers and finds them. And uh, so they're on a boat and they're going to... Uh, uh, Sebastian's boat, and they're screaming out like, uh, Coast Guard, don't move, blah, 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 uh, Magneto was there, he's trying to kill Sebastian Shaw because he killed his mom, um, Emma Frost defends him, kicks him in the water, he's in the water, and, uh, so then, um, who's there? His other guys, Riptide is there, he starts, is that who I'm thinking? I'm pretty sure it's Riptide. Uh, Riptide is there. Yes. 
Riptide is there and he creates like a bunch of cyclones. He takes out boats. He's so then the Coast Guard gets uh, scared, puts tries to put Xavier and all the other people in the boat, and then Magneto starts using his powers. And then for the first time, Charles like is like overwhelmed. He's like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" So he had to go back and go see. And you see the big boat anchors come out of the water and it slams right down over the boat, and he's destroying the boat with the boat anchors. And uh, Charles is like, "This is this is insane." So then, um, while he's destroying the boat, uh, Sebastian Shaw and um, Emma Frost are making their way down through the boat and they go down to the bottom and it turns out that the the bottom of the boat is a submarine and it starts going away and as it's going away Magneto is trying to grab onto the boat and he's and he's getting dragged under the water and uh, Charles jumps off the boat and tells him to calm down or he's gonna die so he ends up going to the top and he's like, who are you? And then, uh, so that's how they meet. And they go to the CIA headquarters and then that's where you first see Cerebro. You see Beast Man when he's younger. He, he, um, he's a teenager, uh, not te- I guess he is kind of like a teenager. And, uh, he's, he's there and he's, uh, he's got his beast feet, but nothing else. And, um... He's not blue yet, or anything, and uh, he—he's a scientist, and he's built uh, the um, the X fighter that they have, the X jet, and uh, he's working on uh, Cerebro. He's the one who built Cere- the original Cerebro, and uh, so Charles uses it for the first time, and he starts. They're trying to look for mutants to recruit to kind of help out and now it all, it all turns out that they all end up to be teenagers but they're going through or like younger people so they go through and they they're asking the first little bits of people or you know mutants like you know uh, one guy was in jail one guy was a taxi driver one girl was a stripper so the, obviously the stripper is a little bit older um, they walk into a bar at one point in time and uh, they walk up to this guy and uh they go, I'm Charles Xavier, and I'm Eric Lencher, and it, it's Wolverine, and he goes, fuck off. <laughs> so they turn, uh, so they, they, uh, turn around, and, uh, he, honestly, the PG-rated movie, I surprised, is like, oh, no, he's like, go fuck yourself. And then, uh, everyone in the theater that was there was, like, kind of laughing and chuckling. I was just surprised for a PG movie that, you know, you could say fuck off in it. I'm really surprised, because when I was a kid... That would have been rated higher. One word, just like that. Fuck. You say fuck, and it's rated higher. That's what happened. Sorry for the yelling in your ears. But you say fuck, and it's rated higher. That's why this is rated explicit, because I've said fuck five times, seven times now. Whatever. So, anyhow, that was a a cool part of the movie that I was not expecting to see. uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the movie at a bar. It was was pretty, pretty neat. Um, I'm not even sure he got a credited role. Because uh, it looks like I appeared through all the IMDb um, listing for it, and uh, it doesn't seem like he's well. He might be there. I didn't go all the way to the bottom. Let's see. They got the Coast Guard uh, getting down there. Um, Michael Ironside was in it too. It was kind of neat. Um, 
was pretty cool. There's some older actors in it that uh, was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rec- Rebecca Romaine was also in it later on, and I'll explain that in a minute too. That was pretty cool. So um, yeah, they both got uncredited roles for their stuff. Uh, so Hugh Jackman was in it for like a mere split second. Um, I can't picture anyone else as Wolverine. You know, I hope. They, I mean, he's not getting any younger. I hope they use him as Wolverine. But even then, look what they did in Tron. They made, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, I can't remember. Uh, that's eight times. Uh, they made uh, Bo? Bo Bridges? Is that his name? Anyways, they made one of the Bridges brothers look younger with the animation. It was really convincing too, wasn't it? So they could do that for Wolverine, but not if he's in a walk or shit, right? Anyhow, they recruit these youngsters. They um, are the first uh, class of X-Men. And they're kind of holed up in CIA headquarters. And uh, there's a little side mission on the side where uh, Professor X and uh, Magneto go to Russia to try to spy on... uh, Sebastian Shaw but he didn't show up at this meeting and Emma Frost did and anyhow she goes in with this general and uh, she goes in with the general and after I explain this we'll take a little break I'm gonna put a little thing in there gonna do a big yawn gonna maybe make some coffee and then I'll come back and do uh, the rest of this but she goes in with the general into the house and she's kind of like sitting on the couch and stuff and uh, with him, and she's talking to him, and she's trying to get convince him to uh, do what they want him to do, and stuff like that. So then, she ends up taking off her clothes—not her cl- all her clothes—but she ends up taking off her jacket, revealing herself, and stuff like that. So then, flash forward a few minutes after Magneto has seriously, like. He went in after her to find out where uh, Sebastian Shaw is. And uh, he's wrapping guards up in uh, barbed wire. He's choking them out. He's he's pulling their guns away from them. He's beating them up with their guns. He's like total badass. This is where he starts, where you start going, oh my goodness. Like you wouldn't want to mess with him. And he goes in the house and he's like, there's guards in there too. And he's taking them all out. And he finally gets to the room and... Me- and Xavier is there trying to get them to come back out. And uh, they get to the room where Emma Frost is. And she's chilling on the couch where the general is on the couch making out with what appears to be uh, a mental image of herself. She's projecting onto him. And so they see nothing. He's just kind of playing around with, with air. and she, in, But in his mind, he's making out with Emma Frost. I'm making out with my mind right now, too. It's hot. Anyhow, um, so they get to her, and uh, she tries to leave, and they tackle her to the ground, and she's, Charles trying to get in her head, but when she's in diamond form, nothing can get past her. So then Magneto throws her up against the bed and uh, ties her all up with all the, with all the metal there, and he starts choking her out. And Charles is trying once again to control the situation and he's doing his like let her go let her go and he's like he's like you know acting like he would uh you know 
like he does later on, trying to control everything. And, uh, so, then, she eventually turns from diamond form into human form, and, uh, Magneto sits down and goes there, and if she changes back, I'll just do what I did again. So then she ends up showing, uh, Xavier what they're planning on doing, which is the Cuba Missile Crisis, um, and, uh, I'm gonna stop there at the Cuban Missile Crisis and uh, gonna go uh, make some coffee and then uh, I'll be back. Hey everyone, in a moment James after here. these messages. This is what I'm gonna tell you RamblingCanadian.net. You know what I bring you? I bring you the funny. Yes, I bring you daily, I try, every day, not today, but yesterday. I write blogs. I put them on. What I find funny, I put up. Also, that's where you can get the podcasts. Great podcasts. There's this podcast, Rambling Canadian Podcast with uh, Mike and I. But there's also another one that I do with my wife called Just the Two of Us. So we sit down and talk about relationships and other things. So if you like this podcast, which is highly unlikely, but you're listening to it just because you're trying to be nice, go check out Just the Two of Us. It might be better for you. You know, subscribe to both. Do both. Why not? Hey, we're, I'm giving it to you free. Just the two of us happens bi-weekly. Uh, Rambling Canadian happens weekly. Um, sometimes it might not happen. There's a couple episodes up there on uh, Just the Two of Us. So go enjoy. Enjoy RamblingCanadian.net. Email us. RamblingCanadian at gmail.com. That's what we do for you. And we're back. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, so, we were talking about how Emma Frost just told uh, Professor X what's going on. But then, she says, um, it won't matter anyways. So, then you flash forward, fa- fa- fast forward to uh, the CIA headquarters and Kevin Bacon, a.k.a. Sebastian Shaw, shows up with... Riptide and uh, Azaz... I don't know how to say his name. or something? Azazel? Azazel, devil-looking guy. And uh, they're killing everyone in CIA headquarters. And you see this helmet that uh, Kevin uh, Sebastian Shaw is wearing. And uh, it's like the Magneto helmet. And it was designed by the Russians so that no one could break into his mind. And... Uh, you know, so then, uh, they're killing everyone, and they're going to talk to the, the kids, the Professor X's team, and, uh, they end up getting to the point where they're, uh, they're getting ready to leave with one of the characters on the team, one of the girls on the team, one of the guy's powers, they ended up calling him Darwin uh, for his nickname, but he could evolve into anything. So if he stuck his head underwater, he got gills. Uh, he, um, there was, they were hitting him with uh, a, a pipe later on. They were just playing around, and he's turned into, like, a hard material, and they're just beaten for nothing and stuff like that. So then, uh, anyhow... He pretends that he's going to go with Kevin Bacon's team, and, uh, or I should say Sebastian Shaw's team, and, uh, 
he grabs onto the girl that's going to leave, and he's like, now, and one of the guys uses his powers, I forget his name at the moment, um, Havoc or something, and he starts, he tries to hit uh, them, and Sebastian absorbs the power of, uh, of his, of his powers, and then he says to Darwin, he's like, uh, try to, try to get your way out of this one, he touches him on the lips, and then he ends up dying, uh, trying to, uh, stop it, and he couldn't, um, so then, um, he dies, and then, uh, the team is, uh, after Xavier and all them get back, the team is taken to, uh, uh, X-Mansion, and they're going through all their stuff, and Magneto's playing his games with some of them, he's, like, telling them, like, you know, just be who you are, you know, and, um, Xavier's trying to teach them how to be better mutants and trying to uh, do uh, be better people and all that kind of stuff and they get to the point where um, you see um, Hank McCoy who is Beast uh, the, the kid who plays Beast um, getting closer and closer with uh, Mystique and uh, he ends up you know creating a cure of sorts one that would mask their genetics uh, until they wanted to use them. Um, so he had beast feet, and until he wanted to uh, use his powers, then you know he, he could look normal. He could, or and the same would go for Mystique, where she is blue. She could not be blue anymore. She would just be who she was until she wanted to use her power and. Uh, blend in with society and so he goes to her room and uh, he tries to make her take it and basically ends up telling her that she's you know she's beautiful in her human form and not her blue form which is her real form so she's a little uh, upset with that and uh, wow I just noticed something sorry to get off track apparently this bottle that I've been drinking out of uh, is uh, 30% plant based that is interesting it's a plastic bottle but 30% of it is plant-based, and I would have never noticed it unless I saw it. Okay, sorry about that. So anyhow, he goes, yeah, Beast, uh, Hank McCoy gets all upset, little crybaby, emo kid that he is. He goes back to his room, and he ends up taking the uh, the needle with the antidote in it, and for a split second, his feet turn to normal feet, and he's like all oh, happy and everything, and then... There starts to be a major transformation, and you know, in well, in my mind, I know the X-Men's uh, stuff. Uh, he, he's going to turn into the blue beast that he is, and once he does, he actually is more powerful, and he's uh, he's unleashed, but you just kind of see a real glimpse of it until the next morning when they're taking off the X-Jet to go uh, fight between the two lines of uh, the Russians and the Americans, and... Uh, and uh, Sebastian Shaw and these other guys are on. Uh, well, is it Azazel? Azazel? I don't know how to say his name. The devil guy. He's on the boat. He's killed all the Russian crew, and he's driving the, the nuclear boat across. And then, uh, so the Russians can't make contact with uh, their one boat that heads. If they cross a line, they're on World War Three. Blah 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 blah, blah. and. Uh, so then, uh, 
Charles knows it because he can read minds and he sees that Azazel is on the boat. And uh, so he sends, uh, he, he goes into the mind of another guy. He walks up, he blows up the boat with a, with a missile. And um, he, the guy, it's funny because you see the guy on the boat, he gets congratulated and he's like shaking his hand. He doesn't realize what's happened. And the captain of the boat's like, you've just avoided World War Three. now put him in the brig for blowing up the boat kind of deal, right? So then, uh, he gets put into, uh, everyone's kind of cheering and everything, and the Azazel's back on the submarine underneath the water, and, um, they know that, uh, they're there, so, uh, Sebastian puts on the, the helmet, and, um, he's, they're under the water and everything and um because they're in the submarine obviously and uh here is uh the x team flying around and they gotta find they're getting ready to use all their powers and the big uh fight goes on between um uh between the x-men and uh kind of like um sebastian shaw now they end up finding where the submarine is and uh, that's when you see Magneto use his powers like in a very strong, convincing way for the first time, and well, it's the second time in the whole movie because first Charles showed them how to release the beast without being angry. So then Magneto's pulling the submarine out, and then it ends up uh, there's a fight between um, Riptide and some other people, and the the X Jet and uh, the submarine go crashing on the beach, and then there's a big uh, fight between all of them, and uh, so Magneto is going into the boat now. Sebastian is encased in the helmet, so Charles can't find him for one, he can't see what's going on, and two, uh, where he is, he can't see because it's. Uh, I don't know, um, he's in an enclosure or whatever, and then, uh, eventually, Magneto's gotten to the point where he knows where Sebastian is, and, uh, he's trying to find him, and he gets there, and he's not there, but then Sebastian comes out, and he's talking to him, and he's like, you know, basically, everything that Magneto's ever said about the human race, this guy has put into his head, and, uh, plus, Magneto being, uh, obviously some, I think, Polish Jewish or something like that or whatever, um, being of Jewish, Jewish descent in World War II time, uh, you know, they were, they were, uh, judged lots and all this stuff anyhow, so a lot of his feelings go back to the very beginning of the stuff, so then he starts fighting with, uh, Sebastian Shaw and, uh, starts breaking down the barriers that so Charles can see inside and uh, this is the first time where you get to see Charles freeze a situation so um, he Magneto is fighting Sebastian Shaw and Sebastian Shaw is really powerful and he has him up against uh, the wall and uh, Magneto ends up using his powers and controlling um, cable and he grabs onto the helmet and rips it off his head and as it's ripping off his head Sebastian turns around and he's trying to catch the uh, the helmet, and uh, that's when Xavier freezes the situation, and then Magneto grabs the helmet, his the Magneto helmet, the classic Magneto helmet, and uh, he puts it on his head, and Charles can't see it in his head anymore, 
and he can't control them and he can't tell them what to do and he can't influence them in any way so then um, Magneto grabs out the Nazi coin and he's like I'm gonna count the three and then uh, so Charles is watching the whole thing through his mind and uh, Magneto is putting it moving it very slowly very slowly towards uh, Sebastian's head and uh, it goes through his skull in the front and out the skull in the back in a very dramatic drawn out sequence and um, Charles is like uh, Charles is like yelling at the top of his lungs and trying to get him to stop and no no or whatever so then uh, Magneto comes out after all that and uh, Sebastian Shaw is kind of floating in front of him and then he drops to the ground and then he starts giving a spiel there all the there's uh, Riptide, uh, the other chick. So all the there's about eight or nine mutants on the uh, on this island, looking across um, at all the boats between the Russians and the Americans. They're just sitting in the, watching the outcome of this, and they start getting orders to fire on the mutants. The Russians are going to help them. They start getting orders to fire on the mutants and um, to kill them, and uh, so. Magneto starts giving a speech and he's like, you know, they're we're different and you know what they're gonna treat us different and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that and blah 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 blah. So and he's like, and Charles, if you think I'm lying, he's like, you can tell, he's like, those guns are training on us right now. So the guns train on them and they fire their their uh, their bullets and their freaking rockets and everything that blow up these mutants and Magneto ends up stopping them all kind of Matrix style. He's got his hands up there and then he turns them all around and he starts firing them back and Xavier starts, like he he has the mind control thing but since uh, Magneto has a helmet on he's trying to fight him to get the helmet off so that he can he's trying to fight him so as he's fighting him all the missiles and everything's blowing up prematurely and falling to the falling to the um, bottom uh, of the ocean and stuff so then Moira comes out and she starts firing a gun and she's and Magneto's stopping the bullets and deflecting them or whatever and then one he deflects and into Charles and uh, into his lower back so we all know where that goes that's where Xavier obviously can't walk um, but anyhow uh, right away Magneto releases all the all the uh, missiles and everything and uh before then, all the uh, all the U.S. Uh, armed naval guys and the Russian naval guys were both saying the same thing, like it was a pleasure to serve with you guys and whatever. So Charles is on the ground and and uh, Magneto is there and he pulls the bullet out of his back with his hand and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So that's where you see them kind of go with it. Um, and then Magneto gives his speech and he's like who wants to join me and that's when Mystique changes from being uh, Xavier's friend to um, Magneto's uh, you know ally and um, so she says bye to Charles and then the team disappears so then you see it flashes forward to uh, the the X-Mansion and uh, he's talking to Moira then he kisses her and erases her memory of what where he is and all this stuff and who he is kind of deal 
and uh, she's sitting back at CIA headquarters, CIA headquarters, sorry, and she's giving her recount of everything, but she can't remember, and then the last thing she ends with is, and then he kissed me, and then they're like, oh my god, this is why women shouldn't be in the CIA, so funny, and then, um, they're sitting there in that meeting, and then there's a big ground rumbling and everything, and uh, you see Emma Frost in this specially designed cell, and the door flies open, and you see this guy walk in with a cape, and from behind, and you see the red helmet, and you see, you know it's Magneto, and he basically asks her to join, but when you see him flip around, at first, the it's kind of comical on how crude his outfit is, but you have to remember it's the very first time and obviously they can't find plastic yet or synthetic rubber um so uh but it's very comical on how you see his suit but the one thing that they did and i found it actually very kind of corny i did i can't i i have to say it as badass as magneto is in everything that he did the whole movie and made me think he was a badass there was one part one part that made me God, that's stupid. His helmet, they, they actually did the actual Magneto helmet. And so it's got the, um, on the, it's hard to explain. It's kind of got the, uh, I, I want to say brooch. The brooch on the front of the helmet. And um, let's see, I'll, I'll explain it in a second. I'm just going to the fancy iPod Touch. Brought to you by the iPod Touch. No, it's not. Don't do that. I love my iPod Touch. It, it, it really saves me a lot. Okay, let's see. Mag, need two. There we go. See images and see if they show me old school images. Do 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 do. Sorry. I hope you're having a great day today. Yes, I am. I hope you're having a great day. So, anyhow. It's kind of, let's see, okay, here's a picture of Magneto, it's kind of like, it's got this weird looking thing on the front, like Magneto does, have on the helmet, now the helmet that Sebastian Shaw had was kind of like a gray and a, and a light gray, so it was trimmed with light gray, now it's red with the purple, and um, it's got the brooch on the middle of the forehead, and uh, I f like even back in the day, I never considered Magneto to be like an evil. I mean, like probably the worst villain ever. I didn't, cause like there's so many. Like let's run down the classic villains. There's the Joker. Okay, the Joker's pretty badass. I know it's not Marvel. We're just going villains here. Okay. So, uh, there is, um, um, who else is there? Uh, uh, Megatron, okay? Badass, badass, right? Okay, there is, uh, what's, well, obviously Joker, Riddler, all those guys, uh, that's Batman, um, get into Marvel, okay, there's even Goblin and Hobgoblin are pretty bad, um, let's see, Galactus, all those guys, I'm telling you this, 
Magneto is badass. He's he made me believe that no other guy, not even Shaft himself, would mess with Magneto. And um, I hope they do more. I actually hope they do. This is what I hope they do. I hope they do the Magneto origin story like they're supposed to. Um, however, they did give a lot. A pretty much uh, like a really good backstory of each of Xavier and um, and uh, Eric in this in Magneto in this in this uh, movie they did they gave a really good backstory so anyhow if you haven't seen X-Men I hope you go see it I hope maybe this gives you incentive to go see it um, if you have seen it uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know how badass Magneto is. And uh, so, for the Ramblin' Canadian flying solo this week, uh, I had fun. Um, I hope I didn't do too many ums and ahs. And if I did, I'm sorry. And uh, I know I got off track a few times. Thanks for dealing with me and uh, going through it with me. Um, I am your host, APOC. That's all I gotta say. Actually, it's James, I know. I just wanted to say it. I like using APOC, too. I don't know. Might change back to that, just for fun. Anyhow, have a good week. Bye. resources waiting to be turned into cars, TV sets, and atomic bombs. The naive natives have no idea how valuable the land is. They simply live on it. But Europeans change that. The Vikings set up camp, but soon leave at the request of the Beothuk people. It's a last request. Then comes Giovanni Cabotto, known as John Cabot because it's easier to pronounce. Cabot claims Canada for England and reports there are inexhaustible amounts of cod. Modern technology proves him wrong. Jacques Cartier then claims Canada for France. He persuades natives to return with him to be exposed to European ideas and diseases. Then comes Henry Hudson. He claims Canada for England again. Trying to reach the Orient, Hudson goes north and west, south, west, northwest, until his crew's had enough. Others follow. Samuel de Champlain believes that the route to China is up the St. Lawrence River. He rapidly learns otherwise. British and French ships continue probing for a route around Canada until someone discovers that the little beaver makes a great hat. Many great hats. Canada's no longer an obstacle, it's something to fight over. <laughs>